welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert, Dr. Tom Vergus, as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Hello, everyone. I'm Tom Vergus. Welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. And again, I'm joined by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hello, Jürgen. Hi, Tom. How are you? I am terrific. Thanks. You? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. So we talked about uh, leading in a crisis last time. What, what are we going to move on to this time? This time, I thought we should talk about compassionate leadership. Mm. It's been something I've been reflecting on for a while. I was on a retreat middle of last year in Bali, and uh, it's something that really triggered in my thinking or in my consciousness, really, around compassionate leadership, because that the, 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 one of the themes of that retreat was around compassion. Mm. And I got thinking about how do we marry compassion uh, in uh, leadership. Mm. Yeah, well, I remember in my corporate times, I think a lot of, certainly in the early days, I felt a lot of the leaders that I had were very tough leaders and mm. I didn't sense a lot of compassion. Yes. So I think the traditional model of leadership was actually to, to be tough, mm. to lead from there. But I'm just thinking, given our current state of the world, you know, 21st century, how do we in fact incorporate more compassion into leadership? And so if you think about it for, for, the, for the listener, I mean, what is it that, what, what do we mean when we talk about uh, compassion? Quite a number of different definitions, but, but I think, you know, fundamentally it's about how do we feel for the other? Hmm. You know, how do we feel for the other? You know, it's, it's like, how do we in fact demonstrate that we are in this thing together? Yeah. And I, I think if you want to take it to the, you know, the, the further extent, it's about, it's to love the other. Hmm. Okay? So it's to identify with the other and actually demonstrate a sense of care. Yeah. And, and also to me, in a large part, it's the leader is vested in the team member's success as well. That's right. Yeah, vested so in not, it, yes. Yeah, so it's not – because I've certainly experienced the opposite effect where the leader was so focused on their own success at the expense of others, whereas my belief is if the leader is vested in his team's success, his individual team member's success, then everybody's successful. That's right. So I think the question then becomes, uh, the, the debate is, how do we demonstrate compassion in a team? Mm. Because I think the fear that a lot of people have is it comes across as being soft. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to take advantage of me, so I do not want to do that. I want to demonstrate that I'm firm and I'm strong and et cetera. Whereas I'm just not sure that in today's world, when you think about the amount of diversity we have in our teams, generational diversity, cultural diversity, gender, sexual orientation, thinking styles, mm. all this requires a level of compassion. And um, I think everyone, everyone has their own issues that they're dealing with. As a team leader, how do I bring all of us together? How do we get alignment 
on what the team or the organizational performance goals are yeah. and how do we ensure that we're all working towards that. Mm. And I think um, that bringing the best out in people I think requires some compassion mm. because, as you say, you don't know what's going on for people outside of the work environment and whatever, I mean, everything that's going on in their lives is going to impact on how they show up every day at work. So having some compassion and demonstrating that, making sure they're, they're comfortable that uh, they, you know, they can make the contribution or they can be whoever they need to be right now to deal with what's going on. Mm. And it may be just it may be just simple things such as someone having to drop off their kids before mm. coming into work, right? So therefore not being able to attend a meeting that starts early. Mm. Or it may be someone having to leave early to either pick up their kids or someone who has responsibility for their parents, mm. for instance, or have other responsibilities in other aspects of their lives that may be in sporting clubs or volunteering somewhere else, or some people who may just have some form of illness that they're having to deal with while they're functioning. All these, I think, are opportunities for us to demonstrate compassion as a leader so to feel you know like the other to kind of get a sense yeah, yeah. of i get where you're coming from uh, on this because i think that creates again that whole level of link doesn't it like you know that your point about vested hmm. now i mentioned earlier that my experience in particularly in the early days was really tough leaders mm. now i have to say that you know i have, have had some very good leaders who were both tough and compassionate mm. at the same time mm. and who I had a great deal of respect for and um, how what's your suggestion for people to you know take on board a much more compassionate state of being and state of leading at the same time still being really clear about what their expectations are and making sure that you know it's clear what's non-negotiable mm. in terms of expectations and what has to be met and what consequences might come out of that if they're not met. Mm. So the point is being, it's having clarity on expectations mm. and, of course, then holding that individual to be accountable. Mm. Right? Here are the expectations, here's what we expect, and you're going to be accountable for those things. I think the the, the, the issue around being compassionate is actually to also think in our own minds. And I, and, and I read this, I'm not quite sure where I picked it up from when someone was telling me about this. And it's something I every so often try to practice myself is when I'm dealing with somebody who is kind of, you know, irate or just off their game a little, something I say to myself is actually this person is just like me, right? Mm. You know, they want to be successful. Yeah. This person is just like me. They want to feel safe. This person is just like me. They want to be appreciated for what they bring. So I find those kind of little self-mantras, which is really around reminding myself, helps me uh, with getting a level of com compassion with the other. Mm, yeah. One of the other ones that I find really helpful, and I've only really discovered this in the last few years, if something annoys me about someone... Yep. It's taking the philosophy that, well, I'm the one that's choosing to be annoyed. Yes. So what is it 
about me that has me getting annoyed at that. That's right. And often you find, well, actually, I do that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Carl Jung re- uh, refers to that as the shadow. Yeah. yeah. The shadow side, right? Mm. So, you know, we all have the shadow. Mm. And most times when something is annoying you about the, uh, in the individual, it's because we have that in our shadow yeah, yeah, side. Yeah. And we've we suppressed it, that. That's suppressed right. it. Yeah. Mm. And so that rears its head and mm. then it, you know, triggers triggers a whole bunch of other reactions uh, for us. Mm, so that, that does require a fair bit of self-awareness, though, to then say, well, I have to demonstrate some understanding for this other person doing whatever it is they've done because actually it's not unlike what I might do in, in, if I'm faced with their situation. In that situation, yeah. And, and that already is compassion. That's correct. That's correct. It requires, therefore, things, you know, if you think about the traits, it requires traits such as warmth, hmm. kindness, generosity, listening. Hmm. All those things are, you know, what we call the human skills, demonstrating a wisdom yeah. in the interaction. The other thing I think is quite interesting, Jürgen, is that if you look at all major religions in the world, all of them have compassion as a virtue. Yeah, yeah. Right? So which means it's actually care for the other. Mm. And we can have compassion for the person, we can have compassion for the planet. You know? How do we care? And as a leader, I think in today's world, it's how do I come across as, yes, I want results, and that's important because we are paid to obviously deliver on results. And at the same time, how do we also care for each other? Mm. Yeah, and I think it. That philosophy of leadership also translates from within the company to the outside, to their customers. Mm. And I believe if, you know, if the company culture has that compassion and empathy for the customer and their success, that that's actually going to lead to a much more successful outcome in terms of you know, their financial success and, and their sales and growth success than than if it was all just transactional concur with that Hmm. so what's today's takeaway for our listener i think the reflection point for me out of this podcast for the listener would be how do you as a leader demonstrate more compassion in your teams Hmm. that would be the question i would be asking so how what's my level of compassion and how do I demonstrate that? And by no means is compassion easy. Mm. You know, it's not an easy thing. That's my, my own view. I think some people probably are far more compassionate than others. I know personally I've had to learn a lot how, on how to actually be more compassionate. Mm. So that would be my reflection point. Mm. See how compassionate you are. I think also it, it's situation dependent. Some people are find it easy to be compassionate in certain situations and yet in other situations it's a, a quite a challenge that's right mm. that's right good point mm. okay thanks Jürgen. thanks tom thanks for joining us on cq for global leaders to find out more or contact us go to culturalsynergies.com